Ecosystem in the great state of Kentucky. I'm your host, James McLaughlin. <laughs> Welcome to CT Startup, a podcast giving you an inside perspective on the startup ecosystem in the great state of Connecticut. My name is Dave Menard from Eartha Kalina. I'm one of your hosts, joined by Eric Francis from Fresh Farm Aquaponics, Michael Kaufman, Movie Interactive, Ojala Naim with Reset, Tim Lobacker from Launch Easy. So we have an exciting podcast today. Uh, first of all, we have Ojala joining us from Reset. Uh, James McLaughlin, going on sort of an extended absence with his new job, is opening up a rotating chair. So we're going to have Ojala attend on some of these podcasts. So we have a couple other people that we hope to have join us, and uh, we'll see uh, who makes it the most interesting. <laughs> Yeah. Whose cuisine will reign supreme? <laughs> My bet's on me. Bet. <laughs> I count on it. Can we turn it into a cooking show then? <laughs> it might up the uh, attendance. We might, get, we might get more subscriptions. I'm in. Everybody loves a, an audio cooking show. Yeah. <laughs> hey, Just a it, sizzle and everything. It's making me hungry. <laughs> and today we're lucky enough to have Tim Lawbacker with us. And uh, Tim is from Sunweb Solutions, and he's talking about a product called Launch Easy. Uh, an important product in our startup ecosystem today. It's about to be uh, deployed in a number of areas. So, Tim, why don't you tell us a little bit about your company? Yeah, so SoundWeb Solutions is a, uh, a software consulting company. We do web and mobile applications. And uh, a few years ago, I got into doing uh, mobile development and, and getting more into the startup ecosystem in Connecticut and was having a hard time finding resources. Uh, there were a lot of directories out there, but not really... A lot of intelligent systems to find what I, to find what I was looking for, uh, so I decided to build something, and that was the beginning of Launch Easy, and um, and Launch Easy is kind of developed into its own product and service, and it's technology and content uh, to help people who are trying to help startups right now, specifically in Connecticut. So it's a way for startups to find resources, and it's exactly. put out by organizations um and i i don't know if you can tell us anybody about who's putting out yeah so um well we have launch easy launch which is its own site um and then we have it as the back end of the innovation website under the okay. resources and startup section and just yesterday it launched on ctnext.com and we're powering their resources section as well Nice, nice. So basically, you create a product that you wanted when you were kind of starting up, or I mean, exactly. you, you've been. How long has your business been around? Two thousand nine. Two thousand nine. Okay. Mm-hmm. Well, that's Launch Easy, or that's Sound Web. That's Solutions? Sound Web Solutions. Launch okay. Easy is about a year old. Okay. Okay. So yep. th- that's pretty cool. You built the product for yourself, and it yep became its own standalone thing, right? Exactly. Right. Nice. So, what did you do before you uh, you were in the startup realm? Well, years ago, I worked in the insurance industry. Um, Got into software development there, was a product manager for, uh, and did a lot of technical sales. And then in 2006, I left uh, the insurance industry and started my own web development company. I sold that in 2010 uh, to a competitor because I'd gotten to a point where neither one of us could grow on our own and we didn't really want to partner. Uh, and then since then, I've been working on uh, developing, you know, working with Sound Web Solutions, which is kind of more product related versus marketing website stuff so it's okay. kind of we build kind of like online products mobile nice. products so what kind of uh 
different resources can people access on LaunchEasy? Uh, it grows every day. We're up to about 310 different resources. Um, the main categories out there are co-working spaces, competitions, incubators, accelerators, um, and then legal help, marketing help, accounting help, you know, things that, you know, most startup companies are going to need help finding. And I know a guy who's pretty good for legal help. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> Everyone's legal help out there. Yeah, and, and, and a pretty good co-working space too, right? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> really, I'm sorry, Tim. It sounds like a fascinating product, but they could just contact the podcast. <laughs> <laughs> no, that's, uh, that's pretty cool. Definitely something that, uh, you know, we at Reset see as a struggle for a lot of entrepreneurs is, you know, we need one-stop shop for all the different resources um, throughout the state because entrepreneurs in Connecticut are traveling all over. So knowing where they have to go to find what they need, um, definitely very important. So if I was a service provider and wanted to get more involved in this, what would I have to do? Yeah, you can just contact us at launchez.com. We have a contact form there and all the you know phone number, email address, and stuff like that. And we're adding uh, service providers, like I said, on a daily basis. Um, the idea behind it really is to add intelligence to it. So we ask a lot more questions in a normal directory in terms of, what types of needs would a startup have to have in order to find you? Because this, each resource is actually categorized two ways. It's categorized from a browsing perspective. So if you're going from like a category to a subcategory, hmm. um, it's also categorized from a needs perspective. So to say, I have a need for this type of help. And in, in that, in that categorization, we have quite a few, um, a lot more categories and a lot more specific type things. So if I need a Ruby on Rails developer in Bridgeport, you know, we have we have the resources categorized down to that type of level. That's pretty cool. And uh, how do you keep out the riffraff, right? So if <laughs> I decide all of a sudden I'm a service provider that's going to help entrepreneurs, I don't know, something really crazy, um, and it's not what I do, and it's not what I do well, and it's really just a way for me to solicit business, um, how do you take that out from the services that are going to be beneficial to entrepreneurs? Well, right now, uh, we're the gatekeepers. So <laughs> that's, uh, you know, we, we kind of analyze each of the resource providers right now. Um, and so that's kind of how we're doing it. Although I try and keep it as open as possible. Um, we're working on ways to have startups be able to kind of judge the resources that are out there. I'd like the community to be able to keep that out by having positive reviews for the resources that are really helpful. You know, there are a lot of resources in the state, but if you sit down with us with a lot of companies, they of those 300 I, I mentioned to you, you know, the, any startup company that I talk to, they might need one or two of them. Most of them really aren't all that helpful to them at the point in the journey that they are. Mm -hmm. um, so a lot of times, you know, they will, um, you know, they'll, they'll go through, you know, they might get some suggestions from us, but they'll also combine that with, references from people and, the, and those kinds of things so ajala you can't you can't you can't get away with that I, you know i had a couple of great ideas <laughs> yeah, no. i i really think entrepreneurs need help in learning how to beatbox so i was gonna yeah. you know, oh, create that company true. okay this is lucrative and... i'm in <laughs> this is lucrative i'm in my beatboxing skills are terrible yeah it, it's, Actually, it's a it's a good product market fit because there's no one in the market doing it i think yeah. last i think last time ajala was on the show we had invited her to beatbox for the audience <laughs> are your beatboxing skills uh, on point uh, you know i mean as far as my business goes yes they're the best <laughs> in the country um you know but we we can 
That's her side hustle, man. Yeah. The DJ and the beatboxing. We may have to finish one, one this episode with some beatboxing. Is that fair? Just a kiss? I think we definitely have to get it on, on the air at some point. On the point. air. Okay. I, I mean, she's, she's a DJ. Right? I am a DJ, you, yeah. You do this in front of audiences all the time. I have. I have. I've. Yeah, no. used to be DJ Narnia. Huh. It was uh, pretty That's cool. A, I like that name. That is sick. In Narnia? <laughs> in Narnia, at Narnia, I am Narnia. I mean, you know, whatever, whatever works. I think this ties in very well because, you know, obviously we bought all this equipment. We're going to start doing a mixtape, and I think – Okay. Let's have let's have organic beats here. I know the first five Pretty. lines of Rapper's Delay. I can just keep on repeating that. You know? <laughs> Actually, what we ought to do is have Ojala develop us a new theme song. I like oh, Pretty sweet. I, I like that. Pretty sweet. Yeah. Another another business for companies. So can I put that up on uh, Launch Easy? I'll submit my application later today. N- n- nice bringing that full circle. Yeah, the- yeah, yeah. Theme songs for companies. That could be its own category. I, I mean, I legitimately. Like I, I think it's important. Do you guys remember how awesome jingles are? I mean, TV commercials. Do, do you know how long there? we spent trying to pick out the music for this yeah. podcast? I have a buddy that does well, the jingles for for commercials, and it's just ridiculous. Dave, it took so long because you had a bunch of guys doing it. I mean, you know, oh. first right direction you're moving oh. in is getting oh. some female presence. On this show, oh, Dave's voice cracks occasionally. <laughs> <laughs> so, so Tim, so you're building out this plan. <laughs> Before Dave can respond, I'm going to make a quick transition. I'll think of something on the fly. Here we go. Burn time. Burn time. Okay, I got something. So you're building out this platform for for the Connecticut startups, but this is obviously something that's totally scalable, and you're basically playing the sandbox right now, getting it right, and then is the idea here to launch in other states uh, and provide other startups in other locations the same? Yeah, that that would be the idea. You know, really, our customer is the service provider or the uh, the, the org, the, an organization that helps startup companies. Um, so we want to build a enough of a community in Connecticut that there's a, a really strong network, and then we can go to other communities and say, look, here's how we built a strong co- community in Connecticut. Mm-hmm. So is it, I mean, is, is it like a SaaS kind of a thing? Is that kind of where you're going for, where you're going to be like the back end where they can just plug in the API and everything? Exactly. Okay. There's a core database and there's core, um, you know, APIs and, and, and pages that are part that are hosted on our server. Yeah. And okay. we white label it for each of the partners. Nice. And it, what I'm saying is, is it the same database going to every single one of them? Yes. And yep. So, so realistically, this could be the thing that connects all the different links in Connecticut. Exactly. Right. Mm-hmm. I mean, each of these folks are kind of we're maintaining this database on their own, and that's a it's a lot of time. Mm-hmm. So it kind of makes more sense just to have one you know center, central uh, company do that, and then for them to yeah, and then by streamlining it, you're going to bring in a lot of. Uh, service providers that may not have originally wanted to get involved. Exactly. That's probably the smartest thing I've heard come out of this ecosystem in a very long time, you know? One ring to rule them all. (laughs) Again, should be your, you know, slogan, title, launch easy. Again, another another business. I am just... Just ripping out slogans. I've found a new calling. Thank you, guys. You know, though, Jello, one does not lightly, you know... Load up, launch easy. Actually, Tim, so I know launch easy has a few other aspects to it. You also, sometimes the startups themselves can register, right? So to provide as contacts to other startups out there. Right. The startups can register and create a profile for their company, which they can either publish out to uh, the sites um, so that they can put out their what we call their needs or their boosts. Um, they can put out specific needs that the community can then respond to. Um, also, by completing their profile, it helps them um, find resources faster because we have a lot of those questions answered behind the scenes. 
And you also keep a central community calendar. We're working on that right now. That's uh, something that we're working on, powering the uh, the statewide uh, ecosystem calendar, and um, that's almost ready to be released probably in the middle of January. We'll have it out to the public. You know, actually, I was just thinking about with the calendars is like, I could assume that all these organizations that start putting their stuff on, like, there's going to be a bunch of stuff every day. <laughs> <laughs> Good stuff. Right. You know, we have the explicit a, warning. Well, do it again. It, Let's do it, it again. It, no, I, I was going to say shit, but at the same time, I was thinking about it. I was like, I swear way too much. So it's like, I try to think about it. You know, I try to think <laughs> before I speak from now on. Um, however, it's still fun in that. Yeah, who gives a shit? Just swear. <laughs> um, but but as an entrepreneur, right, your your time's valuable. So you go to one networking event and it's two hours, and it's just like shit. I just wasted that two hours, right. you know. Mm-hmm. And I'm just gonna be dropping them. Mm-hmm. Um, and so, I maybe thinking about it in the background is that depending on the the type of uh, people they are looking to connect with, it's like you should go to this event because that these types of people are going to that event, or these types of people are going to that event, or even these. This person is going to that event. You should maybe go because that would and hook up to the you know the evite or mm-hmm. RSVP because if I could put that into the the system mm-hmm. and then I could have the next month worth of activities planned out, that would be monstrous for me. Yeah, so right, I was exactly. thinking about it because I definitely yeah, just go to some of the you know all the holiday parties coming up. It's like I don't I'm <laughs> not going to that one. Yeah. <laughs> so you want an intelligent calendar? It, it, almost, well, but it's just like geared towards the the type of people that are at that that will help my startup right. at that moment. An intelligent calendar that puts together all the holiday parties that have an open exactly. bar. If you put it put up in like two days, yeah. So that really is the vision: is okay. as a startup to be able to go out there and and you know put a profile of yourself out there of where you're currently at and have someone come back and say, "Hey, here are the best resources for you." Here are some other startups who followed that path before. You may want to talk to yeah. some peers. Here's the best mentor for you. Here's some events coming up that yeah. would that would really help you out based on where you're at. So that's kind of the vision down the road of where I want to take this. Okay, that'd be that'd be. So if I was a startup, so you, met, you mentioned that your main customer for LaunchEasy is the service provider uh, helping the startup, but I'm assuming startups themselves are a customer segment as well. How? What's the sort of you know? How do I engage if I'm a startup with the platform? Um, do I have to create a profile? Can I still navigate through it and get what I need out of it without creating a profile? What's the sort of process? Yeah, I mean, so let me clarify. So our business model is um, through partners. So like CT Next and Metro Heart Alliance right now, okay? They have a mission to help um, startup companies or any small company. So they um, pay us to white label our technology and content into their site. Um, then they offer those services free to entrepreneurs mm-hmm. via their site. So as a startup, you can go to either innovationhartford.com or ctnext.com and engage that way. You don't need to create a profile. You can still look at all the, the resources and look at other startups and that type of thing. Um, but if you create a profile, you get some additional benefits. And if I create a profile on, say, innovationhartford.com, does that still show up if I'm accessing it from ctnext.com? Um there's that's still a little bit in the works. Um, it, if you would, the the account would be synced up. So if you had an account via Innovation Hartford, and then you you had an account via CT Next, you wouldn't have you wouldn't have two different accounts. Um, but in terms of going to Innovation Hartford and logging in there, um, if you created an account already on CT Next, that part is still we're still working on that part. Cool. So Tim, let's uh, talk a little bit about the story behind the startup. So. First of all, with software, do you code it all yourself? Do you outsource that? 
I have a small team. Um, I do a lot of the coding, um, but we have a, a small team, another developer, a graphic designer, and some content people that I, I call on when I need when I need them. And, and how have you found in terms of sort of selling this product? Um, how has the reception been? What are some of the hurdles you've had to overcome? Well, my my general um, approach in my business is to uh, find a need and fill it. So that makes it a lot easier to sell if there's a need that's that's out there. Um, so I saw this need. I, I had the need originally, like I said, and then I saw that this need was was out. You know, I I had met people at you know uh, Metro Harvard Alliance and at Connecticut Innovations, and I understood what their that they had a need that was similar or kind of lined up with what I the solution I was providing. And so once I once I had it developed, it was kind of pretty easy to then sell it because I was fulfilling a need for them at a, at a reasonable price. And to me, that makes it a lot easy to, easier to sell. I think that based on that, there are probably a lot of other organizations out there who have the same need as well. So I think it'll be um, easier to then go out to other organizations to sell it as well. And I, and I assume taking it out of state and bringing it to other communities. and Exactly. Right. right. Now, are there, do you have any competitors? Or is there any other kind of company out there like this? Because I would assume there's other ecosystems, right? Yeah, there there are a number of different um, sites out there that do similar type of things, um, but not exactly this. So to to say if there's a direct competitor in the area, um, you know, th- there's different. There's always competition in one form or another. There's always yeah. another an easier way of doing something or another way of doing something. Um, so yeah. Awkward pause. <laughs> Dave, cut it. Dave, Dave just woke up. Don't cut it. What's going on? <laughs> well, yeah, we actually just we had did have to turn on, we had to turn turn on the lights, lights because yeah. Dave, Dave was uh, telling us before that he uh, he's suffering from bouts of narcolepsy. Right. and just, just falling asleep. It was, it was listening to all of uh, Mike's stories about trying to find financing. <laughs> hey, man, times are changing. We're looking good now. <clears throat> so, Tim, what... Uh, You've been in the Connecticut ecosystem for a while. Um, what do you think has changed over the past five years? I think you know, I'm. There's more people I'm seeing at ecosystem events. The relationship amongst the people who are showing up to the event seems to be building stronger. You know, I see you guys quite often, and it, like the rapport and the relationship seem to be kind of of growing and 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 building apart and building more than just you know as an acquaintance, you know. <laughs> So um, that, I think, is, is really interesting. What do you think uh, makes a leader in the ecosystem? Someone who's willing to go and do some, just do something, you know, take some sort of leadership position, whether it be start an event, start a podcast, you know, or, you know, introduce some product. Um, you know, and there's, there's quite a few leaders that are emerging in the ecosystem right now, I think. Correct. Why are you looking at me like that? <laughs> <laughs> I get no support questions. here. <laughs> uh, well, well, I think, I mean, when we're talking about the ecosystem, one of the things that obviously we wanted to, the reason why we started the podcast was to connect more people, right? Sure. And and yeah. you are right. You're you're starting to see a lot of the same people at these events. And, and not just the same people just kind of hanging around, but saying, oh, we made progress here. I mean, exactly. every, every person's right. coming back with progress. Mm-hmm. And, and that's one of those things where... Um, it's momentum, right? Because you see somebody else doing it, you think, "Oh, it's now possible for me." Right. One connection leads to three more for another person, and and so, mm-hmm. I, I mean, I would say, 
that's the biggest thing I've probably seen. I mean, the, the fact that Ojala, I mean, we met, what, four years ago at the Reset yep. of, you know, Awards. I was like your first day there. And then from <laughs> from that point, it's just, again, you keep seeing the same people around in different programs. And uh, it, Eric was there on your first day there? Was, almost like, my first almost day, my first big event. Yeah, you're still doing this. Well, no, yeah, actually, it was. Yeah, no, was actually, scary. I did meet you on your first day because we had the uh, the meeting at. Uh, it was one of your. Yeah, first it was. Days. It was like yeah. my first week there. Yeah, yeah. we had a uh, an action team meeting. Yeah, and uh, Eric was there talking about you know some of the stuff he was doing at Central. So I was like, all right, I, seems cool yeah. so far. Yeah. And then I really got to know him, and I was like, did he have wah. the long hair then? <laughs> No, he didn't. I think it, you had cut it at I, that point. Yeah, it was, it was similar it. Yeah, to where it, was, it is yeah. now. Just yeah, so our listeners know, uh, her flow, flow is incredible flow. right <laughs> now. And the breaking news is uh, he's going for a top knot. Yeah. The, the man well, bun. We'll see, we'll see the top knot. Uh, the the same thing. Knot. Man bun, top about, knot. Right? I was thinking yeah. about side knot. It's just a bun, right? It's side a man bun, knot? You know? That's like, aggressive. I know. I know. We'll see. still think you guys should all try the clip-on ones. Man bun and top knot. They're the same thing, though, correct? I think a man bun. Is just, yeah. I guess. it's a little bit more bunnier though with the bun. <laughs> if we if we get to like a hundred episodes, I'll happily get on this podcast and claim that I was wearing a man bun. A man bun. Claim. <laughs> no, <laughs> claim. Well, the internet needs a picture. The, yeah, the, we need <laughs> photographic evidence. Yeah. For sure. Well, okay, yeah. fine. I'll, I'll put. I'll, I'll find a clip on. It's yeah. Fair. <laughs> um, well, uh, c- kind of looping around with what Eric was saying. So, I mean, there's definitely a lot of cool improvements in the startup ecosystem. But what do you think, Tim, is still lacking in the ecosystem? Ooh, how long is the podcast? <laughs> <laughs> on us. Be nice. Um, well, let me first make an additional comment to what Eric said, which I think is I think more stories are coming out, and you're yeah. hearing more stories. I think maybe some of these things were happening behind the scenes, but you're you're finding more ways of learning about different success stories that are happening yep. out there. Um, I think we are one big thing that's kind of missing is the companies that are successful. And that are doing well. There are a lot of companies that are second stage companies that are doing really well. Trying to pull them back into the ecosystem to mm-hmm. connect with the guys who are just getting started. You know, there seems to be like, a, all right, once you once you start doing good, now you're boom, you're you're out of it, you're doing your thing, and and so you, you run into a lot of people who are starting companies, and that but you don't necessarily there's not like a strong connection like you see in other ecosystems where there's successful entrepreneurs mingling yeah. uh, in large numbers with people who are starting up mm. businesses as well. No, I think that's right. We need to continue to build our community. I, I've, I'll say that from my experience, I've never seen more energy than we're getting these days in the ecosystem here. Uh, it, it's just been continually building, and I feel like it's it's starting to reach a tipping point where where it really can generate some large um, <clears throat> some large interest from outside what what is normal the small part of the community. You know, right. um, but. But we do need people to come back, and and frankly, we we need to celebrate internally our successes and our failures. Um, we had a challenge on the podcast uh, many episodes ago about having a failure party. You know, find, finding a company that went out spectacularly, um, you know, with a massive run rate and and you know used up every <laughs> little bit of cash. Uh, but and then and then having a party because other places have done that and and it's it's good to know that you know you need to learn from successes and failures mm-hmm. especially failures and and the community needs to wrap itself around that and so I, I think the challenge is still out there if we uh, if we find a company that wants to celebrate their failure we will uh, we will endeavor to put on the party for them reset as the space yeah. uh, I'm Got sure it. we can get Martha to throw in some food and. Nice. Uh, we'll have it. We can make a good evening out of it. That's actually it. pretty cool. Uh, a <laughs> failure party. I mean, one of the one of the things that we try to sort of 
put into the startups that are going through our accelerator program, and even the coworkers in our space is don't be afraid to fail. I mean, we want to create an environment where they feel comfortable enough to fail because that's how they're going to realize what they can do to, you know, better the business or change it up. So that's a cool idea. Maybe we, uh, are we talking like Mardi Gras? A funeral party kind of thing, or yeah, know, well, like, yeah. What, what, what I don't know if we can afford the brass band, but maybe. Uh, <laughs> well, well we, Hartford had several. I don't know. I mean, I think they. I think we should stick with in. the beatboxing. Yeah, yeah, there you go. Uh, Third I could. I, I mean, I'll tell you this. I don't think I've ever turned down a beignet in my life. So <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> go with that theme. But but I think you do make uh, a valid point. Is that is that when people are progressing, you don't see them around for a little while. I mean, it just happened with me. Right. I said, I, I know I was around reset a lot with, with the accelerator and then I was out of the, I mean, out of the office. I mean, working, we're, yeah. It's kind of funny because we actually had a, um, like kind of like a company meeting with everybody involved and we were just like, listen, we need to be at reset for X amount of hours or at least X amount of days per week. Right. And it wasn't just, it wasn't the fact that um, we just wanted to be next to each other, but it's just like being around everybody else. Like, right. I mean, we can work through Google Hangout and do all that kind of stuff, but being around everybody else and I, and I guess the, the thing is that I would say is that one of the things maybe lacking is that there's not like a cyclical nature in the in, in how the ecosystem works right now. And what I mean is that if you have a person with an idea, right? Right now, there's a lot of stuff that you have an idea, you can go through an accelerator program, right? And it helps you launch it into that next cycle. But then what's happening is that either that per, that they got successful and they moved on or, or they're just growing and growing. But it's almost like when a startup hits a, um, a a barrier, it's like revert back to the ecosystem, mm-hmm. try to hit it, and then get into the next cycle and keep on. And you, and that company or those those entrepreneurs elevate through the through it, but they're still leveraging it. You know what I'm saying? It's like, right. exactly. and I do yeah. I do get it because you de- I, there are some people that were around, were around, and then they're not around. And then you, six months later, you you hear where they're at, and you're just like, well, you know, there's a lot of people around that could have mm-hmm. helped you. Get, get past that. We're just talking about the idea and stuff. Yeah. So. Well, the other problem is we have too many people leaving the state, right? So a company gets to a certain size and then they get a VC in Boston or New York or even, even San Francisco and they get, you know, and they get asked to move and then that's the last time we hear them in the state. And, and, and I can understand that as well, but it, it, it is something we probably need to encourage people more to do is to be more active after they're successful. Yeah, I mean, I, there's a lot of people that just don't want to stay in Connecticut, like just, you know, live. I mean, it's just one of those things that I know just we if we have a winter like last year, you know, that just a cold winter, <laughs> you know, some people next year going to be like, I'm, t- I'm leaving. All right. <laughs> but I think it's also having the incentives in Connecticut to get those companies to stay and not want to go to New York or Boston. I think we're beginning to see a lot more of that, you know, um, accelerators are ramping up. There's a lot more sort of competition t- types happening um, that are focusing on bringing businesses into Connecticut. Um, I know CT Next just announced their um, global venture competition mm-hmm. challenge thing, and you know, that's $2 million, stage two companies generating over $500,000 in revenue, mm-hmm. um, $1 million for first place, 500 for each of the next spots. And you know, that's the kind of stuff that people are going to say, well, you know, if this works out and I have access to that capital or to those resources... I'm going to come to Connecticut. And I think that's part of what's building up with this ecosystem is that we've now got established resources that people can actually take advantage of. Um, whereas a couple of years ago, we probably wouldn't have had too yeah. much of that. There's the angel investor tax credit, which yep. is very good. Mm-hmm. I think that's coming up for uh, renewal this year. It is. Hopefully, uh, maybe they'll throw in a special thing for benefit corporations. Now. That'd be pretty awesome. <laughs> We should put the kibosh on the whole winter thing, though, because Boston has a really successful scene. So yeah. it's in New York. You're right. You're right. And, and yeah. the weather's not that, you know, 
So let's just like, throw, I, as a winner lover, no, 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 no. I, I, I get offended when people say, we'll move out of the state because it's, it's Well, I'm just here. like, honestly, <laughs> but like people my age, no, like in our, our generation, I mean, yeah, like, yeah. it's not, you know, no offense to Hartford, but it's not like the hit place to live. You're not, you don't got stuff going on. I mean, I have numerous friends who live in Boston or New York or Silicon Valley that they went out there to, to you know, to have... I mean, just a better, you know, time with people our age. Right. So, it's, it's, it's so the culture. It's, it's not, it's, yeah. It's so, the I mean, culture of the not, cities. I mean, right. we, we see that even within Connecticut. We see that struggle, you know, in Hartford versus New Haven or Sanford. Yeah. yeah. But see, I, the beauty I, I, of our state is that we've got three different cultures on, on in those cities. You know, you got Stanford, New Haven, and Hartford. And then Hartford isn't sort of monolithic. It's got Hartford <laughs> and then you got stores. Yeah. Um, you know, in the Yukon culture up there yeah. and you've got other communities in the surrounding area. Some I, you know, I'm I'm not defending Hartford's nightlife. I'm just saying that <laughs> there's a, you know, that there's a wide variety of places in the state. I think one of the things that makes Connecticut unique is that we're not one city. We're we're three or four um, along uh, along like an hour and a half two hour stretch of highway. We're also in a transition right now, right? Like 20 years ago, if you look at Connecticut and the industries that were really strong here, you know, people will go get a job in, you know, uh, defense or in insurance and be there their entire career. Mm -hmm. And that just doesn't happen anymore. So as a state, you know, we're, we're evolving. And I think a lot of the people who are here who maybe moved, you know, because the state just, they didn't, we we didn't have anything to replace that, you know, already here. So we will, we have to by necessity, you know. Uh, but it's it's going to take time. It's going to be a generational thing. It's not going to happen over the course of even no. five or ten years. You know, no, and, and it shouldn't happen over that time period. Right. It should grow naturally and not. I mean, we don't it, imagine if the, we had a bunch of you know uh, money just like thrown into the, the ecosystem. You know how many companies would have crashed and burned, or you know how many ideas right. would have come up, and you you know, so you don't necessarily want to have that you know hockey puck, yeah, or hockey mm-hmm. stick. I always say hockey puck. I don't know why. I always say <laughs> like, hockey puck graph. <laughs> You're like, what are you talking it's about? It's a big circle. <laughs> it's a hundred percent. It's a hundred percent. I mean, I, I did I did my first startup in Boston. I was there for seven years, and I moved back to Connecticut because I wanted to be a part of. A, you know, a startup scene that was growing and that you could really be a part of uh, and have a voice in. So it actually drew me back from somewhere like Boston, which, yes, it does have a pretty good nightlife. <laughs> yes, it's a little bit colder. But, uh, it, it, you know, in order to be a bigger fish in a smaller pond, I think it's it's very valuable. Well, it, you know, there's, there's something for everybody. I, I, there's, uh, in, in thinking <laughs> on top of my head, there's a UConn grad student that I know Um who, who has talked about starting up a company and he's actually going to work for Google in the spring. Mm-hmm. And, uh, but he said that, you know, he wants a good company, wants to go work for Google, but he only wants to do it for two or three years and then move back and start a company here. He really likes Connecticut. And he's not from Connecticut originally. So, you know, there, there's, we have room for all types. Yeah. And it's kind That's of interesting because I would assume he, he thinks that going to work at Google, the connections, the experience, everything like that will help him, you know, start a company so. out, you know, and, and I actually would think that, Coming into Connecticut now, um, obviously we've kind of have the three of us have established roots, but I think it's easier to network and to get to the higher end people that you need to to make bigger change um, than than going into those other communities. I mean, if I went to New York or I went to Boston, I would have a small network, right, and people mm-hmm. that I could leverage, but it wouldn't uh, you wouldn't be able to make an impact. At least the hustle would have to be ten times more yeah. to get to that point. That, that I'm going to be a hypocrite because during this fundraising process, I've been in New York. Three four days a week. Traitor. I know, I know. But hey, I'm trying to bring it all back here and convince the investors <laughs> to let me stay here. Um, but once again, I've said it a hundred times: you could do more in a New York day than you can't do in a month in Connecticut. 
So, I mean, there's value there, but I keep coming back. I won't leave my boys. <laughs> <laughs> no, and, and I get that. You can meet more people. There's just, just more people involved, you know? I mean, there's twice as many people in New York that there is in the whole state of but, Connecticut. But you're right about easier access. I mean, it's, it's easier to get to the head of CI or the head of the DUCT <laughs> yes. or something like that here than it, than it is to, you know, get access to, you know, Elon Musk or someone yeah. somewhere else. Yeah, exactly. Right. So, so Tim, um, wrapping it all back around to you. Um, so, so what's the next step for for the LaunchEasy product? Well, we're really uh, focused right now on a, on a big development push for the first quarter to um, improve a lot of the functionality and, and just kind of take the you know take what we learned and put another version out there that's even a lot more intelligent, a lot more detailed. We're doing uh, content reviews constantly to make sure all of our um, resources or information is accurate, and we're adding a bunch of new features there as well. Um, and then after the first quarter, we'll, we'll go out and start um, trying to, to find other um, organizations that could use the tool, start working on marketing and sales. Oh, fantastic. So you've been self-funding this the whole way? Yeah. Yep, you know, that's uh, my model. Yeah. That's your model, right? Yeah. <laughs> so, so this is interesting because we, we had a conversation about it because yeah. um, th- this is the EIA, the, the uh, deadlines, you know, coming up, and I know... Um, you know, I know Fresh Farm. We've entered into a few. We've mm. we've won some money. We're going to enter in this one again. Um, so it's, really, it's, how many have you guys won? <laughs> <laughs> I can win one, one or two more. But yeah. it, but it's like for a specific. Pro- this is what I, I'm getting at. Is like for the EIA, it's a specific project. So it's something that it, it it's not like to your bigger business of what you're trying to do. But if you have a specific project within your business that ten thousand dollars can accelerate and you know again, you know bring you to a next level, it's worth it. So again, for us, we've written a few. You can do it. You know, like mm-hmm. why not? So, um, so if we can put it together, why not do it and get so, you but, to that hockey puck growth? Exactly, exactly, the hockey puck growth. <laughs> but, but Tim, like you, you wouldn't enter into an EIA, right? It's not something that I mean. Does that appeal to you or what? It's not something that I've done primarily just um, because of my motivation. You know, my motivation when I have a new product or, or an app or something like that that's out there is to really test the idea. And to me, the only real way to test the idea is to get customers to pay for it. You can ask as many people as you want, but if they're not going to pay you for it, you don't really have the answer. Mm-hmm. And then, so I've been able to to get customers to, you know, for the apps that have been, <laughs> of mine that have been successful, yeah. I've been able to get people to pay for them and then use that money to reinvest and just keep it, keep it building that way. Um, once I'm able to show... Um, that I that I if I had something specific that I could use it for, um, then maybe I would. But I I'd, I'd rather you know reinvest the money that I'm making back into the company mm-hmm. and 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 see that sustain for a while before I took money away from someone else who might have a better idea who could yep. really use that money you know for for something that you, you know you really need a large investment to to get it off the ground. You know some of the um, the pitches that I've seen at the EIA presentations have been really great, and I know that. Um, you know that ten thousand is helping them do something that they couldn't do without that ten thousand. Mm-hmm. My stuff is mostly development and my time, so the ten thousand isn't really gonna do much for me. Um, maybe some marketing. Maybe maybe at some point in time it might help me with marketing. But um, you know, I'd rather just kind of put the money, reinvest yeah. the money back in. Because your products are so lean that it doesn't. They're you know, lean, you can put yeah. up that quick MVP, exactly. get some traction, just build on that, and then. Right. That's the nice thing with uh, with with web development and being a developer, right? Exactly, right. <laughs> so you can you can throw that kind of stuff up there, but exactly. If it's you're like computer, being a you know. builder and selling houses, you know, it's like well, exactly. Yeah, you can. Yeah. Right. 
So Tim, I uh, was recently asked um, to do a uh, Instagram thing with uh, you know a tip of the day for entrepreneurs via Instagram, and and probably putting into effect sometime next year. G- give me some content. Help me out here. <laughs> right now, um, just a tip of the day for for, for entrepreneurs. entrepreneurs. What what are what are you know a couple of things that you th- you think you need to just pass on from your experience? Uh, one big thing would just be you know to to listen uh, to your potential. Identify and listen to your potential customers. Um, I, I, I get a lot of people pitching me to help them build apps and stuff like that. And they, their idea sounds really strong, but they don't have any customers who've told them that they want it yet. <laughs> you know, so it may be a good product, but I, you know, my advice to them is go find the customers first who are willing to pay you for it. And once they tell you what, what they, um, what they really need, what, what, where's the need, then you know exactly what to build. So that would be my, my biggest thing, and it, it just it, it's probably ninety percent of the uh, of the issues that I see are because people haven't really done um, you know true tests with who their customers really are. What is the real need? What's the the cost of that need, or well, what's the value to the customer for fulfilling that need? And figuring that part of it out. Excellent. Tim's words, copyright by Dave Bernard, 2015. <laughs> it's like a lawyer doing legal work. <laughs> well, great. Any other uh, questions for Tim? You guys are looking to find Tim, hopefully, by the beginning of next year. Can be found at the Reset Business Factory offices. Just a little self-pump yeah. there. Looking forward uh, to that. Plug, Sorry it took plug, so long, Tim. What, what's, the, what's the address of those offices? That is 1429 Park Street in yeah. Hartford. Zip code is 06106. Great. Second floor. So so second floor. Yeah. So, so next time I'm throwing eggs, next Halloween, I know where I'm going to be. <laughs> one beatbox. Give us one. Uh, Actually, I was just going to have to wait. I was just, just thinking that if it was like a quick beatbox and it was like shameless plug beatbox and it was just like we can enter into five seconds. I need to uh, drink yeah. before you do it. <laughs> <laughs> also, register my business. Yes. Copyright yeah, beatboxing. Yeah. Right. Yeah. By Dave Menard, yeah. 2015. <laughs> As I look over <laughs> at Dave. And then, Tim, you do. Uh, correct me if I'm wrong. Have you done like informational sessions at Reset for for like starting like apps and stuff like that? Like, do you got anything coming up or what? Yeah, I did. We did a great test. Um, well, I guess it was earlier in the fall mm-hmm. of uh, companies who were starting you know web or mobile based businesses, kind of kind of teaching them how to be a, a a customer when you're shopping for a developer. Yeah, you know, like what to <laughs> ask. Yeah. And you know, it seems that seems to be a real missing skill out there. So it was kind of cool because I've had a couple of those companies come back to me. And you know, ask me for a, a bid, and they're prepared, and I'm like, "Wow, this is great!" So much easier, right? <laughs> yeah. So hopefully, we will uh, rev that back up again um, at reset during the next session. Okay, actually, let's maybe uh, might as well if we have some customer discovery. If any of our listeners could benefit from a service like that, that could help, like understanding how to uh, buy a developer, right, or like sure, hire yeah. developers, something like yeah. that. If you if you think that is, comment or on our page or. Get in contact with us, and we'll hook you up with Tim. Sure. I mean, because, yep. right, that's what it is, right? Yeah. We, we want customers. And, and if you want to reach Tim online. Yeah, you got any uh, Twitter handles or Facebooks? or? Uh, it's at sound underscore web. It's my Twitter handle. That's probably the best place to find And me. launcheasy.com. Exactly. That's E, right. P, uh, e the letter E, and the letter Z. Correct. Correct. Yep. Fantastic. Um, <clears throat> so, so everyone else, before we, uh, before we wrap things up, uh, I don't know exactly when this episode will be posted. We're actually finally starting to have a little bit of backlog of episodes. So this might be a few weeks, but uh, 
Do uh, anybody have any tips or anything for the holidays for our listeners? Anything they were really excited about? I saw. I, I see Tim came in here rocking a brand new Microsoft. Uh, uh, what's Surface it? Book? Surface Book. There you go. You should know that. You should know I, that. I, I use the Surface Pro. I know, but it's just it's. Come on, it's the same family. <laughs> the same. <laughs> Listen, tip. Biggest tip. I think it's the most important. Stay away from Apple. <laughs> I second that. that out you know, there. all I've noticed, though, Jala, from your first full episode here is that you seem to have a lot of preconceptions about things. You know, oh, men choosing music, <laughs> uh, the, 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 your, your, but your you haven't proven me Apple. wrong. I, what? Okay. Uh, at this table, how many people have iPhones? Three. Two? Three? Three. You have an iPhone? Yeah. You have a Surface Book or a, a Surface and an iPhone. Yeah, but to be What's f- the point? He's I, a man of many tastes. Uh, I, I am actually See, he can't limited. make a decision. No, no, no. Because I, he is hold a... on, hold on. I'm actually limited by my <laughs> IT department. Again. Our, our <laughs> IT department hands out iPhones, and yet we're all on Windows software. They're so getting bribes. That sort of thing. Apple's bribing them. Uh, I'll Bribe be sure way. to bring that up, or at least make sure I get part of the kickback. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, hey, I have, I have an iPhone, an uh, iPad, and a Surface, and I barely... Like I said, I use the, the iPad and the Surface to stream Netflix. I don't even bring them. I don't, I don't like do much with them anymore. You don't count. No, yeah, exactly. Update, I don't have the Apple Watch on for a couple weeks again. <laughs> yeah. this, this happens over and over. Yeah. Do you just forget you it? Do you lose no. it? Real watch, real watch. Real no, watch. See, I, I keep making fun of you forgetting the Apple Watch, but this time next year, I'll be talking the same thing about my PlayStation VR goggles. <laughs> right? Those things are awesome, man. You know Samsung already has some out. Yep. That's, that's yeah. Awkward, and then Apple's right? going to bring them out next year and be like, oh, my God, look, we're so cool. We just reinvented <laughs> the product. Yeah. Yeah. It's like, Sam- really cool. Samsung's only yeah. works with their phone, though. It's not real VR. It's it's just a plug-in for the phone. But isn't that with the Oculus, right? They, they're no, using he, the Oculus uh, mm. like operating system? I don't know about yeah. that. I just they know are, that right? I just know yeah, that you take yeah, an Android phone and you like slap it on the front of the goggles. Oh, so it's like the Google, the Google, but it's Google got, it's cardboard. Yeah, yeah, but, yeah. but it's got stuff built into it to change what the screen's gonna look like, so it is more virtual reality. Yeah, cardboard's crap. Right. You know, once you switch over to a non-Apple phone, you'll understand. Yeah. Oh, jeez. Uh, see, I think the next thing you know when when Oculus comes out next year and HTC Vive and uh, Aviv and then the PlayStation Hololens. VR, that'll be interesting. And that Hololens. actually is probably gonna be the coolest. I, I just got the SDK or not. I got signed up for the developer uh, preview I, for that, so hopefully. I'll see get the, pro- the problem with the Hololens so cool. is, I mean, to be fair, I'm looking at this more from a gaming perspective, and the Hololens yeah. is yet to show where it's going to be. In fact, right, Microsoft right. is packaging their console controller with mm-hmm. the Oculus. But yeah. the, the, right. the Hololens isn't really VR; it's augmented reality. Right. True. Yeah. Right. Okay. What what is that? Never even Does that, that mean it'll make you look better? I live under a rock. So you see through it and it, <laughs> it, it adds to reality versus yeah. completely, you know, seeing a completely I actually world. like that better. Uh, that's pretty I cool. I think that cuz um, again, reality is cool, but just I, well, <laughs> dealing with Dave, I need to escape reality sometimes. <laughs> <It's> just... <laughs> but if you can that's imagine right. things happening while Dave's there and he can't see it, that's cool. It's think about it. Nice. That's, that's cool. It's going to be great when we can do this It's like you're throwing eggs at Dave and he has no idea. Listen, I'm just going to rather throw a real <laughs> I'm just gonna take pictures out of like a Victoria's Secret channel like, and post it over Mike's head. That's <laughs> Every time I look at Mike, Mike, you're looking better today. <laughs> Thanks, Dave. <laughs> well, I haven't even looked at any of the gadgets this year because I'm I'm an entrepreneur, so you know Christmas ain't, ain't the best anymore. You know? <laughs> yeah. not and much, you're not, not a successful cool entrepreneur. Yes, exactly. Right? That's what I'm saying. I'm not. <laughs> so, just kidding. I haven't paid my lawyer or anything. You know. <laughs> <laughs> I think I'm the only one that pays. <laughs> no comment. I 
like, wait, but I paid. <laughs> <laughs> hey, I sent him a check and they lost it. So, <laughs> oh, good story. Yeah, right. <laughs> 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 like, you send this again? Okay. My <laughs> dog ate my credit card. <laughs> you don't even have a dog. <laughs> yeah, no, I, I think there's. There's some interesting stuff out there, but it's mostly sort of I think in the automation world, like like multicolored LED lights and stuff that you can control home controllers and that mm. sort of thing. That's pretty sweet. So. Um, yeah, it's it's fascinating to watch, but I think next year will be even more so. Um, and so it's it's an interesting time, but I, I I love taking a look at what's out there. And and despite my comments, I am glad that you got a Surface Book, Tim. First of all, it's nice to see one in person, <laughs> like just the. It's blows on a commercial, but it does look like a pretty cool device. But I mean, that really—that's your computer now, right? Right. Or, well, the story well, is not... that my Surface Two, which I was previously using on the main machine, got stolen. Mm. So I had to Ooh. replace it, Ooh. and I'm like, well, if I'm going to replace it, I might as well replace it with with yeah. this. And, that's, uh, and so, how much like did that cost? Twenty four hundred. Oh boy! <laughs> he hesitated for though. a second. <laughs> But again, that's a that's a that's legit, my main uh, that's my yeah, main but that's a yeah, that, that's your... a Core i7. He's got uh, I assume it's solid state hard drive in yeah, there. Yeah, yeah, that's a nice machine. That's my main development machine sounds like good acronyms. I mean, it's fast, right? <laughs> Just, you're, you're saying it's fast. Do you cool qualify number. as a developer again? <laughs> I, have, I have limited JavaScript knowledge. Uh, I'm the more of the business dev side. <laughs> <laughs> oh man, we'll record this podcast on a on a Surface Pro, so I. Uh, I mean, and I actually have a Core i7 in here. Mine, I got to tell you, was not really any less expensive than that when I bought it. So, jeez, yeah. Is that the three that or the four? This is the three. Interesting. Okay, everybody. So, you know, I think the other thing we need, Ojala, is we never developed a proper sign-off. So, what the? Mm. You got to come up Whoa. with something yeah. for us. We'll put wow. you on the spot. See, on the spot is tough. You just got to let it happen. You're, you gotta go with the flow. I think I that know. was it. This it is, just happened. Just gotta go with the flow. CT startup, just let it happen. <laughs> or, 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 or at the end of B, yeah, that just happened. <laughs> just, yep, you just spent time listening to that. My whole body just tingled. It feels right. <laughs> how, about, how about, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. <laughs> You've just wasted another perfectly good hour. <laughs> <laughs> We're sorry about your commute. Uh, <laughs> that's kind of that's a good. One. <laughs> okay, well, thanks everybody, and thank you, Tim, for coming up. If anybody wants to uh, find out more about the CG Startup Podcast, we're at ctstartup.com. We're on uh, Stitcher, SoundCloud, and iTunes, and uh, gentlemen, our Twitter. CT Startup Podcast. No. <laughs> okay, we're gonna have to delete so, that out. <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's escaping Beautiful. me. I'm not a Twitter person. I'm sorry. Okay, so we don't use our Twitter, but you can contact us almost anywhere else. Literally, just search it, and it'll come up on Twitter. <laughs> Thank you very much, Ojala. Thanks for joining us. Thanks for having me. Yeah, Tim, thanks up. for having us. Tim. We appreciate it. Yeah, thank you guys. Thanks, Tim. Thanks. That just happened. It's <laughs> <laughs> pretty solid. You've just listened to the CT Startup Podcast. You can find us on iTunes or check out our webpage at ctstartup.com where you can find all our social media links. And please, please leave us your feedback. Special thanks to our production team, Kate Rupart, Dylan Gilliatt, and Kevin Dobis, as well as our equipment and marketing sponsor, Martha Kalina, LLP. Yeah.